Welcome to this podcast series Transform Your Life by Understanding Bhagavad Gita. This is your host Dr. Sanjeev Haribhakti and I'm here not just because I am a surgeon by profession but because I am a student of Vedanta since 2008 with the blessings of my teacher Guru Ma Samananda Saraswati ji at Samadarshan Ashram. Om Shri Paramatmane Namaha The third adhyaya Karma Yoga is the first step in the spiritual journey to attain the divine. Karma Yoga essentially consists of two words karma and yoga. Karma signifies actions, some form of activity. However, the word karma in our scriptures has a much wider meaning and includes all mental activity, thoughts, vichar, all verbal activity like words, vani and all forms of physical actions our behavior, chesta. Yoga means union and is the path yoga marga to attain the divine ishvara there are predominantly three paths to attain the divine based on our scriptures karma yoga bhakti yoga and gnana yoga karma yogi is the person who is involved in selfless actions nishkam karma for the larger benefit of the society or the world rather than just focusing on selfish benefits one who is called a karmi in gita ji krishna says it is difficult to understand the various aspects of actions he says gahana karmano gatihi the law of karma karma phala is quite enigmatic to comprehend fully by anyone but suffice to say here that what goes in will come out essentially what we reap we will sow in the future and this in nutshell is the law of karma karma phala In karma yoga we do not need to change our actions or karma but we need to change our inner attitudes towards actions therefore karma yoga is nothing but right actions by an appropriate attitude krishna shows us many of such attitudes in this adhyaya how we can change our karma into karma yoga the main purpose of karma yoga is that it is a predominant tool or a sadhan for creating purity shuddhi and upliftment uddhara just as a clear reflection is possible only from a clear water similarly the divine knowledge can only be revealed in a pure mind the main message of this adhyaya is that we develop an awareness during all our day to day karmas including our thoughts our words and our actions the first shloka of the third adhyaya starts with arjuna's question questions are very welcome in vedanta as they clear many of our doubts this question of arjuna is a very thoughtful one arjuna has listened intently to krishna in the second adhyaya as he talks about the divine knowledge the gnana the atma anatma viveka and then he talks about the path of actions karma yoga starting karmanya vadikaraste and finally he describes the wise the sthita pragna in the final 18 shlokas of the second adhyaya This is apparently creating a confusion and doubt in the mind of Arjuna what he should follow whether the path of actions karma yoga or the path of knowledge gnana yoga and that's why Arjuna starts speaking in the first shloka of the third adhyaya jayasi chit karmanaste mata buddhir janardana o krishna 
if according to you knowledge is superior to actions he has understood that knowledge is definitely better than karma tatkin karmani ghore mam niyojayasi keshava he says then o krishna why do you impel me into this gruesome battle why do i need to fight my respected teachers drona bhishma and other cousins arjuna asks for one solution he says with these conflicting words you are as if deluding my mind krishna tadekam vadanishchitya give me one clear message of the two options whether knowledge gnana or karma actions with which i can attain the highest good he says shreya paramavapsyatha which shreya means the most beneficial kalyankari thing for me tell me one thing i should do krishna does not in is in no mood to oblige at this point and he says there are two paths arjuna you choose one shri bhagavan uvacha lokes mindvividha nishtha he says in this world there are two committed lifestyle op- approaches pura prokta mayanagha which has been said by me earlier he says he says gnana yogena sankhyanam for knowledge seeking yogis it is the pursuit of knowledge the gnana yoga nishtha karma yogena yoginam for action oriented people those who are involved in actions it is the pursuit of actions the karma yoga nishtha and then he says by giving up actions we cannot achieve any goal he says just by renouncing the actions karma tyaga one cannot achieve naishkarmyam actionlessness or moksha that is the final goal and just by renouncing the life or the karma karma sanyasa also siddhim samadhi gachati krishna says one cannot achieve any accomplishment any goal so it is very clear that karma tyaga and karma sanyasa does not lead to the final goal moksha unless we do karma yoga and that's why actions are a must and that too we have to do it in the right direction with the right understanding just running away from problems or immaturely giving up actions does not serve any purpose in life he went goes on to say krishna says without action no one can survive even for a moment he says nahi kashchit kshanam api jatu tishtatya karma kruta sarva prakruti jair gunaihi karyate hi avashah karma the three gunas of prakruti like the sattva the rajas and the tamas will definitely avasha will force will make the person helpless to action and then in the next words he says what we should not do what we should avoid hypocrisy is something that krishna doesn't like he says karmendriyani sanyamya one who controls their sense organs of actions manasa indriyarthan smaran and continues thinking in the mind about all the sense objects he says krishna says he is a vibhud atma he is the biggest fool mithyachara sa uchyate he is a hypocrite and this in the view of krishna if we keep thinking about the sensory objects in our mind and do not carry out the appropriate actions that are needed this denotes a split personality krishna tells us not to be lazy in our duty and calls for the doing the best in the given circumstances just procrastinating and not taking action is not the correct approach but on the other hand he says oh arjuna what you need to do what you need to do is karma yoga and how he says indriyani manasa niyamya one who controls his sense organs with the mind indriya sanyama karmendriyaihi karma yogam arabate and starts doing actions karma yoga with all the action senses the five senses of action the karmendriyai and how we need to do this asaktah he says without attachment 
and that person sabishyate he says is a superior person is a great man in the eyes of the lord so the first step in the spiritual journey is to di- discipline our mind is to become aware of our senses indriya sanyama which is also called dhamma this requires active awareness and perseverance from our side gradually this becomes our habit and this leads to mind control man- manas sanyama which is also called shama in the sadhana chatushtya sampatti which is a fourfold eligibility to develop a kind of eligibility to understand the atma gnana the second aspect of karma yoga is unattachment anasakti towards our likes our strong likes and dislikes the raga and the dvesha and these strong likes dislikes raga dvesha are the root cause of many of our problems which krishna is going to allude to in the later part of this adhyaya Now in the next 9 verses from the 8th to the 16th verse Krishna describes four internal attitudes of karma yoga the first one is the attitude of duty kartavya or debt runa second is the attitude of yagna third is the attitude of acceptance prasada buddhi and fourth is the attitude of the cosmic cycle the srushti chakra the dharma how we can contribute to this cycle So let us start with the first attitude of duty kartavya Krishna says niyatam kuru karmatvam you do whatever is prescribed for you as your duty in the shastra a lot of duties are given to us according to our varnashrama vyavastha karma jayo ya karmanah it says because action is superior to inaction laziness is always deprecated in all of our scriptures we have to be in action sharira yatra pichate na prasiddhyad akarmanah he says one who does not perform their actions properly even the journey of life will not be fulfilled and in today's life based on our education our profession our job each one of us has a prescribed duty some may be we have different roles in our life we may be a father or a mother a child a brother sister a householder an employee an employer or others and in each of these roles we also have a certain obligatory duty to perform our goal is not only i should do this duty but i should do it well and not as a burden neither with any stress or anxiety about the duties i should endeavor to do all my duties with joy in all the roles and responsibilities that i have been entrusted the second attitude which is also a part of the attitude of duty is called the attitude of repayment of the debt the runa stretching the attitude of duty is to think that i am working to repay my debt runa this is an attitude of gratitude everything all the ingredients to perform my duty is given to me already also what i am my health my energy to do all my duties is already given to me the society has contributed so much for me to enable me to do my duties my team members are also very considerate helpful which allows me to perform my duties thus whatever i am doing i should be doing like repaying back with gratitude as my duty as debt with humbleness with without any pride with love and affection for all my team members i should be always eager to give back to the society to let lessen this burden or debt the second attitude is the attitude of yagna also called yagna buddhi bhagwan says yagnarthat karmano yatra actions performed without the attitude of yagna he says loko yam karma bandhana which is cause for the bondage in this world for people and that's why krishna calls us to do 
our duties with the yagna buddhi with the attitude of yagna tadartham karma kaunteya so do your actions karma with an attitude of offering to yagna or to ishvara mukta sangaha without being attached to the results samacharaha and do your actions in the best possible way thus performing an action with an attitude of yagna means that doing our work as a worship to the lord like a puja as our work is our worship as an offering to the divine ishwar arpana as if i am offering all my work to the divine with a lot of respect and reverence so that it becomes like a prayer prarthana all our work is done out of gratitude towards the lord and constantly thinking and remembering the lord or the god at all times ishwara smarana another way of looking at yagna in today's world is that there is a yagna going on in the universe at all times everyone is contributing in this massive yagna the sun the moon the planets the star the wind the water earth all the five great elements of nature perform their duties with utmost dedication without any expectation of return even at an individual level if we think of our own body there is a yagna going on as each of the organs and systems contribute to make a life a reality similarly i should also give my contribution in the form of my duties and my work i should also learn to let go to give up and contribute to the divine cosmic cycle krishna says yagna is prescribed since the creation began says when this universe was created with yagna at that time brahma ji had said that with yagna all of you attain the growth eshav oswishta kama dhuka and this yagna will grant you all your desired wishes like a kama dhuka guy who gives all our desired wishes and with yagna you please the deities and those devatas will also make you happy parasparam bhavayantaha by making each other propitious param shreya avapsyata you shall achieve the final goal shreya kalyan moksha that is the final goal thus it is the responsibility of each individual to contribute to this universal yagna in some way or the other actions performed by this yagna karma or done with an attitude of yagna buddhi reminds us to think of others and to pursue selfless actions it reminds us of our responsibility to give back to the society for what i have received in abundance and then krishna goes on to say that being selfish there is no upliftment deities who have been delighted by yagna will give you whatever fruits you desire he says those fruits if you enjoy alone without sharing with others stena evasaha that person is only a thief krishna says and this is very important for us to remember the third attitude that krishna talks about is attitude of complete acceptance prasada buddhi and he says yagna shishta shina santo muchyante sarvakil bishaihi he says whatever remains after the yagna the prasad and the great man who eats this is relieved of all the sins that means the result of the karma bunjate te twagam papa ye pachantyatma karanat and those sinful people who just cook for themselves they eat only sins those who are selfish they eat only sins when all the results of our actions are obtained krishna says we should accept them with complete acceptance attitude of prasada buddhi prasada is a offering from the lord which is shared by all in small quantities as a divine gift from the god it is always accepted completely 
never rejected due to our likes or dislikes as it is seen to be coming from the lord not only it is accepted but prasad is also shared with all others even though in small quantities this will gradually help us to dissolve our strong likes raga and strong dislikes dvesha when there is no expectation there will not be any complaint for the results in essence we should focus on doing our best while we should leave the rest to the lord the fourth and the final attitude that krishna talks about here is the attitude of the cosmic cycle the srushti chakra or the dharma the dharma buddhi and he says annad bhavanti bhutani all the beings are created by food he says parjanyadanna sambhavaha food is produced by the rains rain is created due to the yagna yagna is performed due to all the karmas karma is done as per the vedas and vedas are created by the brahma tasmat sarvagatam brahma therefore the omnipresent brahma he says nityam yagne pratishtitam is always firmly rooted in all the yagnas and this is the vision that we need to develop that in all the yagnas there is brahma the divinity is there in all this different cycle and krishna shows us this cosmic cycle the srushti chakra is showing us that how everything in this universe is interdependent and interconnected the entire universe comes from one divinity this divinity is all pervading universal perspective is called the brahman in our scriptures and the same divinity when perceived from an individual perspective is called atman thus there is an organized system like a yagna which helps us in the survival of all the beings and this cosmic cycle starts with the divinity brahma and by this very connectedness to the matter and its actions the karma which are done as per the vedas or the scriptures the entire cosmic dance happens in each of these yagnas that happen in this universe the divinity brahma is an integral part without this basis of all nothing can materially happen the divinity is the substratum the adhisthana of this existence and then krishna extols us to maintain this universal harmony the srushti chakra he says evam pravartitam chakram nanu vartayati hayah in this cosmic cycle one who does not perform own duties aghayurindriyaramo lives only in sense organs lives a selfish life leads to sins mogam parthasa jivati and his or her life is useless or meaningless and now arjuna wants to know till how long should he be doing karma yoga and when does karma yoga end krishna says for the enlightened wise person there are no prescribed karma there is no karma yoga so for that wise person who is atmarati atmarati means he is fulfilled completely in his own physical pleasures atmatruptaha whose desires have been contented in his or her own mind does not have to you know depend on outside for any fulfillment of desires atmani evacha santushtaha and is completely satisfied with his or her own self for that person tasya karyam navidyate for that wise person there is no work there is no duty there is no prescribed actions to be done krishna is telling us that prescribed karma our duties are necessary till we are fulfilled with knowledge of our own self and its oneness with the eternity then krishna tells us that wise has no motive in action or in inaction 
Wise does not act to serve any purpose in actions or in inaction. And in this world, living with all the beings, a wise person does not have any selfish motive. Krishna describes the state of the wise person, the Gnani. They do not have any expectations from others. They are nirapeksha. Neither they have any fear. They are nirbhaya. Thus they live in this world free of attachments, anasakta, without any greed, fear or jealousy. Krishna again tells us to through Arjuna to do karma yoga and attain the final goal. He says, Tasmat asakta satatam. Therefore, you do all your karmas without getting attached always, he says, satatam, all the time. Karyam karma samachara. Do your duty, your karya, your kartavya karma in the best possible manner. Asakto hi acharan karma. When a person performs such actions without attachments, param apnoti purushaha. That human being attains the highest goal of life. Highest goal of life, according to our scriptures, is to attain Paramatma or to attain the eternal freedom, moksha, that is the highest goal of our life. Krishna is again emphasizing that our duty in action, kartavya karma, is one of the best forms of karma yoga. These actions must be done without likes and dislikes, raga, dvesha. Another aspect of karma yoga which Krishna is again emphasizing is to do our actions without attachments. Asattaha. People believe that if we do our duty without attachment, means we may not be able to be fully committed to our work. In fact, when we do our actions with utmost commitment, with complete awareness and involvement, we can still, still do them without any attachments. Our scriptures never prescribe us to renounce actions, but only permit us for the mature eligible person renounce karma. Just like a fruit when matures, falls of its own, need not be plucked. What we need to leave or let go is the attachment to the results or the fruits of the actions, the karma phala tyaga. We also need to let go of the doership feeling, the ego, the pride behind the karma that I am the doer, the kartrutva tyaga. And this is the essence of doing our karma with the karma yoga attitude. Karma leads to moksha, that is what Krishna says and gives an example of Janaka, King Janaka and others who only with karma yoga reach their final goal. And that's why he tells Arjuna, even if you see the welfare of people at large, it is in your best interest to do karma actions. Krishna is trying to convince Arjuna that karma can lead to freedom, the highest goal. He gives example of many kings and the learned ones who, are, who were even householders performing their duties to the best of their abilities by karma yoga attitude without attachment to their home, kingdom and their family and they still could attain the highest goal of their life. So karma yoga is an important instrument for purifying the inner mind and this pure mind then becomes instrumental in upholding the divine knowledge of the self which is the direct cause for realization or enlightenment leading to moksha. Krishna tells Arjuna that people follow what great men do. He says, Yadya Acharati Shreshtaha. Whatever most honorable or respected people do, they act or behave. Tattaddevetaro Janoha. All the other people follow the same. Sayat Pramanam Kurute. The examples that they set by their own behavior. Loka Tadanuvartate. All the other human beings, they follow the same behavior, their actions. And talking about the highest conduct, the Shresht Acharan. Krishna says, great men have great responsibility. They should be aware what they are doing because what they wear, what they behave, how they speak, because all the other ordinary mortals will follow these leaders in their respective fields. 
Even children learn most from what their parents do rather than what their parents say. Thus, it is commonly said that you you must lead from the front as actions speak larger than words. Shri Krishna then goes on to give his own example. He says, Name parthasti kartavyam, trishu loke shukinchana. O Arjuna, I don't have any duty to perform in any of these three worlds. Nanavaptamavaptavyam. I do not need to acquire anything or to give up anything. Varta eva chakarmani. But still, I am in action. You can see my life. You have been with me. You can see that though I don't have anything to gain or lose, I am still in action. Krishna says, great men have great responsibility as people tend to emulate them. And all the people, other people follow the path of great men. He says, yadi yaham navarteyam jatu karmanya tandritaha. Therefore, if I don't do my actions with awareness, manushya sarvashaha mama vartman anuvartante. All the human beings in all the respects will follow my path. So Krishna asks us to perform all of our actions with utmost awareness, with mindfulness and by being present in the present moment. This includes proper planning before the actions, regarding all the possible actions, choosing the correct option, executing a detailed plan of action and avoiding any negligence or laziness in our actions. A karma yogi is a person who believes that whatever is worth doing is worth doing well. Negligence in duty, unawareness in our responsibilities and inaction or laziness can have disastrous consequences in our life and also for the society. Krishna says, if I don't do my actions, my inaction will destroy the social order. He says, if I don't perform actions, then all the people will be ruined and I shall be responsible for this Varna Sankara, the mixed population, the race, and I shall be responsible with the Nashtana Chetasa. I shall be responsible for destroying this human race. Krishna as the incarnation of the Lord is responsible for setting high standards in society by his conduct. And that's why he says if he misses out on this duty, there can be a cascading effect on the society as they will all take his example. Now Krishna tells Arjuna that outwardly, the wise person, the enlightened works just like an unwise person and that's why it is difficult to know from outside. He says, just as an ignorant person who is attached performs all their actions, a wise man who is unattached to results will also perform actions similarly. But the difference is Chikirshu Loka Sangraham. He says, the wise person will do it for the betterment of the humanity at large. Krishna says, from outside it is not possible to decipher whether this person is truly wise or not. And they, this wise man, they maintain the universal harmony by their actions as their actions are not selfishly motivated. They have a particular balance in all their actions and results, samatva, and that is why they remain upright, tatastha, and that's why they are always composed, swastha. Now Krishna tells Arjuna that the wise person inspires everyone, does not demotivate others, nabuddhi bedam janayet. He says, don't shatter the faith of people who are agnanam karma sangninam, those who are ignorant, those who are doing some actions, even with attachment, vidvan yukta samacharan, the one who is wise by his own moral conduct, joshayet sarva karmani, should inspire everyone into actions. And what is the thinking of the unwise, the people who do not have proper discriminative intellect? He says, prakrute kriyamanani gunai karmani sarvashaha, all the actions are performed within the three gunas of nature, the sattva, rajas and tamas. And this dance of the three gunas, Bhagavan Krishna is going to talk in more details in the 14th Adhyaya, the Gunatraya Vibhaga Yoga, 
where he'll describe how all these three gunas bind us in different ways and how they determine our behavior, our onward journey, uh, and everything is dependent on the interplay of these three gunas. But he says, Ahankara Vimudhatma, one who is unable to think clearly and thus identifies with the own body mind sense complex. Karya Karana Sangat, Kartaham Iti Manyate, believes that I am the doer of whatever I am doing. And this identification of ours, aham, for the unwise, the viveki, aviveki, is that I am the jiva, I am the doer, aham, karta, of all the actions. And I, jiva, is also the enjoyer, aham, bhokta, of all the fruits of the actions. And this is a root cause of bondage in life, sansara bandhana. And this identification, ahankar, to our material self is due to the identification with this limited name and form. But what is the understanding of the learned wise person? Krishna says in the next verse, he says, Tattva Vittu Mahabaho. Tattva Vittu means the person who knows the tattva, the essence of the reality. One who knows this clearly, Guna Karma Vibhaga Yoga. What he knows? He knows that these, all this karma happens in the division of the guna and the karma vibhaga. Guna Guneshu Vartanta. And knows that the gunas, the three gunas, they are operating in the Three gunas, this is all the interplay of gunas. Iti matvana sajjate. And he knows that he is, he or she is separate from this guna and by this does not get attached to this, uh, the, the, the dance of this matter. The wise person, Tattvavita Gnani, is trusty or his vision is by his discriminating intellect, Viveka, is able to see the one universal, all pervading Tattva behind all the names and forms in this material world. He has the Aikya Jnana. And the wise clearly knows that I am the observer. I am the Drashta. Does not get attached to all these actions, karma and the guna. And knows that all this happens in the material world, the Drashya, comprising of the three gunas. And this is the dance of all the three gunas. The wise does not disturb anyone with their actions. In a sense of a true self, the pure I is omnipresent, eternal and unlimited. The Shuddha Aham. And this is the understanding of the enlightened wise person. And that's why the wise person does not disturb the unwise people who are in actions. One who is deluded in the gunas of the nature, Abhiveki, gets attached to the gunas and karmas and is the one who does not have complete knowledge, who is Akratsnavit. Whereas the Kratsnavit, Navichalayet, one who knows completely, one who is a Kratsnavit, one who has full knowledge, should not astray others from their path. They live this life out of joy and see the unified interconnectedness and oneness, Abheda Buddhi, in existence. This is how the Kritsnavit or the Gnani works. Arjuna must be wondering that this looks like a very lofty ideal. And where can I start? Krishna shows that the path begins from Karma Yoga, the path of selfless action and devotion to the seeker. Mai Sarvani Karmani Sanyasya says that surrender all your actions to me Karma and Bhakti, Sanyasya, surrender is a part of the Bhakti, even Ishwararpana, Karma, we can say that is a part of the Karma Yoga, Bhakti Yoga, Adhyatma Chetasa, do your life journey or, you know, act accordingly with the spiritual mind, have this knowledge in your mind, Nirashihi Bhutva, let go of all the expectation of the results, the Asha, and Nirmama Bhutva, Mama, mamata means all the attachments. Let go of all these attachments. Yudhyasva vigata jvaraha. And do your duties without any 
jwaraha that is the despise or dvesha having showed the path of actions karma yoga krishna now shows the benefits in the loss of following this path or otherwise in the next two verses he says ye me matamidam nityam anutishtanti manavaha people who follow this path of karma yoga which has been shown by me shraddhavantaha with the faith in god in guru in in scriptures anasuyantaha and without blaming or without having any dosha buddhi muchyante tepi karma bihi they are also liberated from this karma and what happens to those who do not follow this path shown by me bhagwan says ye tu etat abhyasuyantaha one who keeps blaming do not follow the path of karma yoga shown by me sarvagnana vimudhanstan says all the knowledge is filled with delusions or falsehood vidhinashtana chetasaha and though that they are all ruined when krishna says these people are ruined or destroyed it is not in physical terms but it is in the terms of spiritual goals that they cannot attain the ultimate goal for which human life has been bestowed on them and then krishna goes on to say that everyone behaves according to their nature sadrasham cheshtate swasyaha everyone behaves like according to their nature prakute gnana vanapi even for a thoughtful person a seeker who is on the path who gives a lot of thought prakrutim yanti bhutani but all the beings yield to to their nature nigraha kim karishyati says what is the purpose of self restraint where i should shall i should i be doing self restraint or self control if everyone behaves as they are then how is it possible to have some kind of a self control and definitely krishna is going to tell us in the next verses that it is good news it is important to realize that this nature these impressions these sanskaras or our habits that we have developed over a period of time both can be changed by our awareness introspection our understanding and by constant practice humans are bestowed with this power to change i can change is what we all know but where do we need to change and how can we change these are more difficult questions which krishna is going to answer now in the final shlokas of the third adhyaya and here he says where we have to be aware what our what are our main problems and he says we have to be aware of our strong likes and dislikes the raga dvesha he says indriyasya indriyasya arthe in all the, each of the objects of the sense organs the shabda sparsha rupa rasagandha the five vishaya of the five senses the shrutrendriya chakshurendriya ghranendriya rasanendriya raga dvesha vyavasthitav the strong likes and dislikes are firmly rooted here and he says tayonavashamagachhe don't get under its influence arjuna tauhyasya paripanthinav because these likes and dislikes your strong raga dvesha are the biggest obstacles they are your enemy on your path of upliftment krishna nails the root of the problem he says our attachments and our aversions our raga dvesha are the main cause of all the maladies that we suffer in this world we keep blaming others for our problems but we need to look deep into ourselves we need to understand what is this raga and dvesha raga is the pleasant or the happy feeling sukha vritti which leads to attachment by developing desires for more enjoyment and in turn it leads to greed to have more and more in contrast dvesha is the unpleasant feeling the dukha vritti which results in repulsion or sometimes leads to even anger or violence 
These strong ragas and dvesha, they stay in the mind in a dormant state. It is the senses, the indriya, which arouse them and they create the sanskaras or impressions. Bhagavan says, don't get under its spell. Tayornavashamagachet, he says, Krishna clearly mentions that we should develop awareness towards our strong likes and dislikes. This is the area where we need to put extra efforts to change. How should I act then? Bhagavan says, act according to your duty, according to your own dharma. Says, Shreyan Swadharmo Vigunaha. My duty, my kartavya, my dharma, which is even if it is imperfect, that is the best for me. If it is better than following somebody else's duty, we should not compare with others what others are doing. We should just follow our own duty. Krishna says, Swadharme nidharam shreyaha. Death is better than ignoring or not following our own duty. In the line of duty, even if we have to go down, then it is worth it. Paradharma bhayavaha. It is dangerous to follow others' duty. It is dangerous to compare ourselves with others. And Krishna tells us to focus on our duties, our responsibilities and not focus on our rights all the time. He calls for our duty kartavya as our primary responsibility or primary karma. And he also tells us that all duty has its own imperfections, but we need to accept our duty with all its imperfections. Now Arjuna questions, what forces a person to sin and not doing his swadharma? Arjuna uvacha athakena prayuktoyam papam charati purushaha. What is this factor that impels a person? Anichannapi varshneya baladiva niyojitaha. Even against his or her own wish, anichannapi. I don't have the wish or the desire, but still baladiva niyojitaha. By force, I am drawn into or pushed into committing some kind of a sin. When, and I don't follow my own duty, my swadharma. What is this? Which are these factors which do not, does not allow me to change where and what I want to? Bhagwan explains in the next verse. He says, desires and anger are the two root causes of all the sins. Bhagwan says, Shri Bhagavan Uvacha, Kama Esha, Krodha Esha, Rajoguna Samudbhavaha. This desires and this anger which arise out of the Raja Guna. Maha Shano Maha Papa Vidhyenamiha Vairinam. He says they are Mahashana. Mahashana means they eat like a glutton. These desires and this anger, they are never ending. They are insatiable. They do not get satisfied. They come back again and again. Maha Papa. They are the cause for great sins. They make us do something that we never dream of doing. Vidhyenamiha Vairinam. Know that these are their real enemies, Arjuna. And how we tend to believe that our enemies are outside. However, scriptures make us realize that our real enemies are inside us. And that's why what we don't need to work outside, but we have to work within us for the change that we want. We don't need to change others to make ourselves happy. What we need is to change our own self to make ourselves joyful and blissful. Most of our miseries are of our own creations. And thus the work we need to do is to understand that our desires, our anger and other emotions, negative emotions, and we should try and control them to sublimate these desires, kamana, by correct understanding, samajdari, by adequate discrimination, the viveka and positive thoughts, vichara, which is provided by our scriptures and the guru. According to Vedanta, all the desires and angers arise out of ignorance, agnan. 
of our true self. And this is due to the feeling of incompleteness, unfulfillment that these desires keep springing within us. In the next two verses, Krishna says how the self-knowledge is concealed by desires and he gives three examples. Just like smoke conceals a fire, just as a dirt conceals the image in the mirror, and just as a womb conceals the fetus, similarly the desires conceal the self-knowledge, the Atmagnana. And in all the above three examples Krishna gives, it is the darkness that hides the light. And that's why it is this Agnana, which is the darkness that hides the light, the Gnana. Avrutam Gnana metena Kama Rupena. It is due to these desires that our true knowledge, our true Gnana is concealed, even for the Gnaninaha, who is a thinker or a seeker. And these desires, Analena, they are like fire. Dushpurena, they are never satisfied. Nitya Vairina, know that they are your real enemies. And this is what we need to clearly understand. Now, having known that these desires are our main enemy, we need to know where they stay and how they work mysteriously so that we can develop a control over them and finally we can conquer them. So, in response to Arjuna's question, where does these desires stay? Bhagavan Krishna says, Indriyani mano buddhi asya dishtana uchyate. These desires, they stay and work through the sense organs, mind and the intellect. This is their home, the sukshma sharira, the subtle body, not the physical body or the sthura sharira. And from there what they do? These desires through working through the sense, mind and intellect, they delude the person and they conceal the self-knowledge. Thus having known the address, the next step is to put in efforts to modulate Sanyama, the mind, senses and the intellect, buddhi, by awareness. The entire spiritual discipline is to discipline the sense, mind, intellect complex, the indriya, mana and buddhi. But indriya, sanyama is the first step of the spiritual journey. Even in the second adhyaya, Bhagavan Krishna talks about this. Tasmatvam indriyani niyamya. He says that's why you first start with the control of your senses. Papmanam, it is these senses that push you to commit the sins. Nana Vijnana Nashanam and they destroyed your wisdom, that self-knowledge, Prajahi Enam and you definitely you have to leave these desires. So spiritual journey where Adhyatma Yatra is an inner journey, it is within us, Antar Yatra. It is also very subtle Yatra, Sukshma Yatra as the change that needs to happen is, in, is inside us, not outside us. Only we will be knowing the change, eventually people around us will also notice the change. And this process of life change starts with control of the senses, the Indriya Sanyama. There are many spiritual disciplines prescribed for our control of Indriya's senses. One is to develop a sense of awareness of how our sense organs keep roaming and what they wish to enjoy. The other way is to develop increased awareness is to develop breathing control by yogic methods like Pranayama. In the two final shlokas, now Sri Krishna is going to show the hierarchy of this power and then the final shloka will show the final solution. It says, Indriyani Parani Ahuhu. The senses are above the body because senses ultimately take all the information from all these objects, the body and that passes on to the mind. Indriyabhya Parammanaha. The mind is above the senses. Manasatu Para Buddhihi. Intellect is above the mind. Yo Buddhe Parata Saha. But what is much above this intellect is the Atma, the consciousness. And in the final shloka, Krishna gives the final solution that knowing our true self, the self-knowledge, Atma Jnana, 
will destroy this ignorance, the agnana, and all the desires, kamana, will come to an end because the ignorance is is rooted from its root, you know, uprooted from its root. Evam buddhe param buddhva, he says, by knowing what is above this intellect, the atma, the consciousness, sanstabhya atmanam, atmana, atmanam, and by controlling our mind intellect with this understanding, jahi shatrum mahabaho, conquer your enemy, O great one, O Arjuna, with great strength, you have a lot of external strength, you have won over a lot of external uh, enemies, but now is a chance that you have to win over these internal enemies of yours. Kamarupam durasadam. Let go of these enemies, the desires which gives you so much of pain and miseries. And after having shown the main problem, the incessant desires, now Krishna is showing us the final solution, the knowledge of the true self and the divine. Vedanta always maintains that knowledge is the supreme power and it is only by knowing the reality we can let go of the illusion and the wrong perceptions. By being aware of our true self, we can exercise a restraint on our senses, mind, intellect. And only with this kind of control, we can become victorious over our enemies, the desires, kamana and the anger, krodha. This assimilation of knowledge into our being is possible only with meditation where we can become aware of our complete true self, Atma. Knowing our true bliss form, we can be relieved from all the pains, miseries, sorrows and sufferings which happen due to our limited understanding and identification. We come to the end of the third Adhyaya. Om Tat Saditi Srimad Bhagavad Gitasu Upanishatsu Brahmavidhyayam Yoga Shastre, Shri Krishna Arjuna Samvade, Karma Yoga Nama, Tritiyodhyayaha. To summarize the various attitudes of Karma Yoga that Bhagavan Krishna is showing in the third Adhyaya, one is there is no place for any inaction or negligence in Karma Yoga. All my duties in daily roles are of utmost and the highest priority. And several other attitudes of doing karma are 1. Do our actions as a surrender to the God, Ishwararpana Bhava. One of the highest attitudes is to think that this entire universe is like one big yagna, where everyone keeps doing their duties like the sun, moon, solar systems, the wind, fire, etc. Even at an individual level, each organ, each cell performs its work selflessly. Thus, it is my duty to contribute in the nature by my very best efforts according to my duty. The second attitude is to have an attitude of doing actions to please the Lord, Ishwara Prasannata, that I do my work to please the Lord. He has entrusted this duty to me and that it becomes my duty to do it in the best possible way so that he is pleased. The third is to work as if it is God's order, Ishwara Agnya. I have no choice but to carry out the job entrusted to me. In the vast vision of this universe, everyone has been entrusted a job to perform. I have no reason to complain or blame anyone for my job if not properly done. I must do it well without any choice or option. The fourth is to work as an instrument like a trustee, a nimitta bhava, that I should do all the work as I have been entrusted the responsibility. I am not the owner of anything, it is the Lord who owns everything and he has entrusted me this and I should do it as an instrument, as a nimitta bhava, as a trustee. 
and do my roles, various roles in life as duty, as values, as dharma buddhi and as an instrument nimitta bhava. All my roles that I do it, the fundamental values are very very important as they determine our character and our personality. And finally, when it comes to results, we should share and accept the results completely and share it with others, which is called prasada buddhi. When the results or outcomes of actions are obtained, the kind of attitude we need is that of complete acceptance without any grudges or complaints. And gradually with this kind of attitudes, our inner mind becomes pure shuddha and this purity of mind, antakaran shuddhi, is the biggest asset for a seeker on the path of self-knowledge, atmagnana. Thus the path of karma yoga is a stepping stone to the path of knowledge, the jnana marga. The central theme and the message of Bhagavad Gita can be summed up as work without attachment or work with detachment. And this detachment as Krishna explains in the further verses is with the detachment to the results of the actions, the karma phalatyaga. Thus Gita is primarily a scripture of activity pravrutti and not renunciation or nivrutti or sannyasa. The final culmination of renunciation that Krishna talks in the 18th Adhyaya is also the one with the knowledge of the true self and that too is with the results of the action in mind. There is no prescription for renunciation of actions, karma sannyasa or karma tyaga in our scriptures. With this we come to the end of the third Adhyaya Karma Yoga Summary. Thank you for listening to this episode in the series Transform Your Life by Understanding of Bhagavad Gita. This is your host Sanjeev. Hope you have gained by the sharing. For more detailed understanding, please visit YouTube channel S Haribhakti. It's one word S-H-A-R-I-B-H-A-K-T-I where you will find multiple Adhyaya videos arranged in respective playlists. Or you could join WhatsApp learning group, the Bhagavad Gita study group, where we do a guided in-depth study of Bhagavad Gita over one year period. Do send me an email request on sharibhakti. It's one word at the rate gmail.com so I can share a link for you to join this group. Thank you.